everybody. Hope you're doing well and having a good week. And for some of you, you might be already in your new school year. Others, you might be just about to start pretty soon. And some of you, maybe you've resigned because this has been a whole lot. And that's, I want to state that if someone has resigned from a teaching position because of this, let's just be honest, clusterfuck of a situation, that in itself is a brave decision to put yourself, your family, your well-being ahead of your career. And that's obviously not an easy decision to make because it's your financial stability potentially in in flux. So that is a, a brave decision. I've seen some people on Instagram that have mentioned that they have resigned. So I, I do want to give a big shout out. I mean, we've had people that have interacted with the show. I posted that meme where it was the uh, the smiley face. And it's just, I do not feel great. It's just this, like sly smiley face right there. Uh, and so AD Paddle, uh, it's it's Ariane Padilla, or sorry, Paddle's the, the handle, but Padilla is the, uh, the actual last name. Uh, she actually wrote in and said that she did resign and uh, in May because it was just too stressful. Like, having school nightmares is a big red flag. It's a red flag if you have dreams about work anyways. Like, if you ever, like if you ever worked retail and, like, you closed one shift and you opened the following shift, and then when you got your night's sleep in between those two, you had a dream you were at work. Like, that kind of bullshit. That already sucks. But if it's a nightmare on top of it, yeah, that's, that's a good time to, uh, to walk away. So uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. And also, I have a quick update, kind of a cool little announcement. Classroom Brew is now owned by Alibelo Studios. Now, Alibelo, this is kind of a fun piece for me. Uh, my nephew, when he was really young and when Oliver, our puppy, was still alive, he could not say the name Oliver. And instead, he would say, Alibelo. So I guess my, my homage to Oliver, who died over a year ago, just, you know, a little rest in peace for you, uh, is to rename the studio from, you know, just being Classroom Brew Studios to Ala Below Studios. It kind of has a little bit of a ring to it, right? A little bit of a rhyme to it. So a big shout out to, uh, to Oliver and to my nephew. So Classroom Brew, again, now owned by Ala Below Studios. So that said, with the school year starting soon, I don't feel great. <laughs> a lot of us don't feel great. And as I record this, I'll be, I'll be honest, I'm banking a couple episodes here so I can go out of town right before a teacher's report. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. So at Classroom Brew on social media, you can send me a DM or you can email me, classroombrew at gmail.com, because I would truly love your honest thoughts on going back this year. Or if you've already gone back this year, uh, where are you at? How are things going? I've been asking people, Hey, if you started already, what's it like? I think a lot of people are probably very excited to not have to do hybrid, so teaching simultaneously kids online and kids that are in front of you. But I know that we're having a few issues, so like our district is now requiring the the COVID vaccine, and I feel comfortable enough saying on the podcast that I am vaccinated, both doses, probably need to get a booster at some point soon, but it's pretty controversial. And I'm not going to, there's obviously many reasons to get vaccinated. And there are also some various health concerns for people that would not want to get vaccinated. I know if you have a history of, you know, health concerns, I know Anthony Rizzo, former Cub now, sad to say that. He obviously being a, a cancer survivor has some very distinct health concerns. Now he did get COVID now that he's in New York, but you can kind of understand that there. So 
I'm not going to get into that because that's obviously someone's personal choice to, I don't know, uh, comply? That seems like a negative word there. But that is something that our district is uh, is working toward. So uh, that seems like a really a really good opportunity for us to jump right in to our Comment Hero of the Week. Welcome to the Comment Hero of the Week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. So because this is related, we're talking about vaccination stuff and schools opening and these rules. We've, we've been very vocal on this podcast about how teachers are very much not in the conversation or, or in the, the decision-making conversations. We're just not. Let's be real. And <laughs> we knew that it was going to be a challenge reopening schools for this new school year because people want it to be different. They want it to go back to the way things were. And everybody does in theory, but in terms of safety, who knows? I'm not one to say. So this is from NBC Chicago. And full disclosure, today it is August 13. So this was from today. And uh, it says, a parent attacked a teacher following a mask dispute on the first day of school. And this was in California. The first day. Some poor teacher just trying to do their fucking job. And some parent, it says, uh, about an hour after the first day ended, so they made it through the entire grueling day, and then it, that that's so typical. Like, if it started off that day, you could potentially go home or, like, say, all right, I'm going to rally and you know, turn this around. But I'm sure just an emotionally, physically, and mentally exhausting day, and at the end of it, there's some douchebag parent uh, that, according to the article, unfortunately took it upon himself to verbally assault a principal that led to a serious physical art altercation between him and a teacher as the teacher intended to protect the principal she wrote in a letter. By the way, what a hero. It, I'm, not being, I'm not being sarcastic. Support, they must really like their principal, because I know there are plenty of teachers that would not do that for their principal. So shout out there. But our comment hero for this one. Obviously, the big issue, it, well, the assault, sure. But the, the big issue being mask stuff. Now, our comment hero is, <laughs> I'm just going to say her name. Fuck it. Carrie Mullen. Now. Carrie wrote, uh, parents fund these schools through their taxes. So parents make the rules because they pay the bills. Now, Joe Dombrowski has a great quote to, to respond to Kelly Mullins. Not, he's not responding to Kelly Mullins, but this idea of people saying, well, I pay my taxes, so you work for me, teacher. But the teachers pay their taxes. So as Joe D would say, I guess by default, that would mean we're all self-employed. <laughs> Can't claim that one. That is Joe Dombrowski. Go check him out at Mr. D times three on social media. So, uh, yeah, Kelly Mullen is obviously an anti-masker. And she tries to point out that, let's see, talking about like, I want to know where my money is going and blah, 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 blah. But someone is saying, well, by your logic, if someone that's paying the bills for or paying taxes, which is, you know, in turn paying the bills for the school, Teachers also pay the bill, especially if you're a CPS teacher because you're required to live in Chicago and your taxes pay into the district for the city of Chicago, Chicago Public Schools. Uh, so shouldn't teachers be allowed to make the rules then? And of course, Kelly Mellon's not going to agree with that. 
because it goes contradictory to what she wants. She probably thinks that we're all communist teachers. Now, it's just an absolute nightmare. Now, she, she went on and on and on, and so many people were kind of going, taking her to task, of course. And at a certain point, she just kind of stops. Of course she does. Uh, and, and I understand someone's decision to want to keep their kids home because they don't agree with the mask thing or they don't think it's safe, whatever it may be. I'm not trying to debate that. But this idea of... It's almost like when people get angry that a private company or institution has a rule and you don't abide by it. The school made the fucking rule. The parent, well, one, assaulted somebody, but two, is getting in an argument with somebody over a rule that was probably made by somebody else higher up. And even if it was a rule made by the person that they literally assaulted, just follow the fucking rule or stay home. Okay? That's it. That's the end of the argument. It doesn't matter what your belief is or whether or not you side with the parent. They assaulted somebody. Okay? Kelly Mullen. Who the fuck, what do you think you're doing? I know you're from Oakland, Maine, which is probably just a wannabe version of Oakland in the West, or on the West Coast, but what the fuck? Ugh. So, yeah. By the way, she's posted things, uh, memes where it's, I see fucktards. They don't even know they're fucktarded, which is, well, first off, very vulgar, but also very disrespectful. It's basically using the R word, and she posted this three days ago. So in 2021, she doesn't understand that that's offensive to people that actually have mental disabilities or impairments. Yikes. So she's obviously an anti-vaxxer and uh, QAnon probably, I bet, and uh, just one of the worst kinds of humans. Uh, I'd imagine she uh, doesn't really believe in the science, and she posts a lot of live, love, laugh letters. So uh, Kelly Mullen. You know, while your offensive posts and likely affinity for racist literature is charming and all, it's not, and you are our comment hero of this week. By the way, with the topic of going back to school, you ever notice how there's never enough time in that opening week when the students aren't there yet and teachers are just doing PD? There's never enough time to prep your classroom. Whether you're a first-year teacher doing your classroom for the first time, a brand-new teacher to a new school, Maybe you've taught, but you know, a new school, new environment, so you got to get ready. Or someone that's been in their school for a while and they're mostly set up. There's never enough time. I can say this as someone for, this will be my fifth year now. In my first year, I was like, can I please just <laughs> get my room ready? I, I'm, I took over a classroom that obviously had a pack rat, a hoarder. It was a nightmare and I never had enough time to actually do it. So I don't know. I, I tried to advocate for that this year. Uh, I'd be curious. I mean, if you're writing into the show, let me know. Do you have enough time? Is it too much time? For me, not enough. For others, probably not enough, I bet. I mean, I hear it. I'm just kind of, you know, taking a little bit of a leap there. But yeah. Uh, with those PDs, though, this is actually a note that I really had, like not something that just came to the top of my head. But I've been thinking about this idea of different PDs and this idea that they all have with, let's say it's a curriculum PD. Doesn't matter what the subject is. Let's just, well, let's just say it's social studies, English. Doesn't matter. English, who cares? Uh, well, not that you don't care, but you get the point. This idea of equity of content and what people think equity is. And they, everyone talks about like, we'll give students choice, all that stuff. But there's an issue inherently in every sort of quote unquote equitable content or curriculum scope and sequence that's given by a district where it's like the reading level on everything you're giving me 
that is apparently equitable is well above my students' reading level. Like, it's, has, has equity become a buzzword? You know what I mean? Or are you actually trying? Like, I swear to God, every time they're like, we made equitable content. Has a lot of reading. Lots of equity. Has some equity. Equity is a word. Like, are you trying? Like, here, here's what equity could be. Let's say it's that English. It, it should be like something bite-sized. Or, or something that levels the playing field. Or like a, like a, a, a photo. Maybe it's a cartoon. Something that's a little bit subjective. Like if, if you're just pushing your values through some sort of extensive reading and then you're hoping that the kids come to one or two or, or one of two conclusions, that's not equitable at all. And granted, am I saying that I'm the perfect curriculum, curriculum planner? No, but I'm not slapping a fake label of equity on it just because it's a popular buzzword. And by the way, it should be equitable. I'm not saying that equity is BS. I'm not saying that at all. But every, they're, they're seriously like, this is the best curriculum ever. It's so equitable. Well, how is it equitable? It just is. That's the response you get. So I don't know if people are actually trying or if it's just a buzzword at this point. I really, I don't know. So I'd love to know what you guys think. Uh, again, you can write into the show. I guess we'll see. By the way, every time there's some sort of curriculum, there's this thing, this like digital resource for teachers. It's like, well, it's coming soon. It's out now. It's here, but it's not ready yet. It's like, just wait till it's ready. Is it because everyone keeps like, it's like a revolving door in those positions? Like, I was a teacher for one year. Now I'm a curriculum specialist. That's how it always goes. Or like, I've never taught in a classroom in this district. I'm now a principal. Every time. That's how it goes. I'm your instructional coach. I've only taught kindergarten and you teach high school. That's how it goes. Speaking of that, kindergarten, getting a little <laughs> mature here. Um, I did see there was this Mr. Corman show with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, I'm excited to see where that goes because, you know, it sounds like it's another one of those he's a teacher because he didn't follow his dreams kind of show. Like. I hope they don't go with that. That's a very cliche thing to do. Let's not forget, like, Mr. Holland's opus about, like, a very borderline, creepy, possibly pedophilic teacher uh, has a thing with this student. Anyways, that's all about, like, he wanted to be a, a musician and it didn't work out, so he did a backup gig, and that backup gig was being a teacher, and he never got to actualize his dream, but then through the students, he does realize his dream. That kind of a thing. So when that comes out, I will be watching it. It's Mr. Cor- the, uh, Mr. Corman. And I'm curious to see where they go with it. And a little bit worried, to be honest with you. So, uh, There's also, in the city of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot announced there is a huge budget deficit. And uh, I just, I, here, here's what I bet they're going to cut in the city of Chicago. They're probably going to be like, all right, let's take all the funds that we're short on, which is like a million, or uh, 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 I think $700 million. Be like, let's take it from the school funding. Let's just, let's just cut school positions. Like, we lost an English teacher, by the way. We only had two. Now we have one for the whole building. They'd be like, 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 fuck it. Like, you know those AC units? We don't need them. Heat costs how much? It costs that much to heat a school? We don't pay for it. Or they'd be like, 
there's an engineering teacher and an engineer in that building. You pick one person, they're going to do both jobs. They're going to maintain the school, teach their stuff, grade their stuff, plan their stuff, and instruct their stuff to the kids and also make sure that the, the 50% budget for heat is still going, going uh, the way it should. We should knock down all the walls between classrooms. Make the classrooms two times bigger for one teacher. But then, like, at the same time, they'll be like, athletic funding? No, don't you dare touch it. But at the same time, they'll also be like, get rid of the library. We have TikTok to learn from now. A school bus for your field trip? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it at the, the next corporate retreat from all the CPS bigwigs. We're going to Turks and Caicos. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, you poor. <laughs> you pleb. It's a dial tone. I don't know. I know SROs, I forget what it stands for, but basically like the, the school something officers, police officers, uh, maybe it'll be like, they all need new police cruisers every year. Like I looked at the budget, by the way, where it's like saying where the deficit is. It's like 200 and some pages and the, the school district isn't anywhere on that at all. So we're not even a big enough number to make it, to make it on there. But like, Safety and security is obviously on there and like infrastructure stuff and electricity and corporate, uh, corporate funds and stuff like that. But the, school, but the school itself, I think CPS is like the second or third largest school district in the United States, maybe the world, who knows? <laughs> We're not, we didn't even crack the 200 and some odd page budget thing. <laughs> like, We're going to go over all the, major, all the major accounts for funding in the city of Chicago. Okay, are the schools on there anywhere? No, that's really low on our priority list, so it's not going to be on there. We'll go over it sometime in May. That's, that's where we're at right now. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm sure that eventually I'll be coming on this podcast and saying, well, they cut my position, so there's two teachers left in the building, but at least we have working lights and new police cop cars, police cruisers, whatever you want to call it, roaming the streets. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, next week, we got a, it's a bit of a different pace for next week, so get ready for that one. It's going to be a little bit of a, like a mindfulness relaxation, but also joke-based thing, so that'll be interesting. Uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. Again, Classroom Brew is now owned by Oliver Below Studios, so a big shout-out to Oliver and to my nephew. Uh, let me know if you want to you know, be on the show or if you want to reach out and interact with anything that we've said on this episode. That is at Classroom Brew on social media or classroombrew at gmail.com. Uh, again, subscribe to us on Patreon. You're going to hear the Patreon people, the patrons of our Patreon. You're going to hear their names in the post-outro music from our theme song. Uh, you'll hear that little song, and you'll hear me get some soul into it. So uh, good luck with this school year and getting started off on the right foot. And uh, let me know how things are going. And until next week, class dismissed.
and coasters, shot glasses, bonus content, and voting power. Lish Cromwell from Minnesota has a thousand classrooms. That shit is crazy, but that's Minnesota. Leo Sanchez got a lot of land. He's been on the pod. It was really grand. He's teaching in person during COVID. Sabrina Bachman from Ohio teaches French class, but I don't remember French. Sorry for my teacher who taught me French. You were really cool, but that was years ago. This dude beat cancer, getting real strong. He posted on the gram, he's a real bad ass. James Biner, James Biner, that's fucking right, James Biner. Cindy Montoya from California, Lazy Teacher Podcast, that's a bad look. Definitely not lazy, big time podcast fan. Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley, she's from Florida, more PPE for her staff photo. That's Melinda, Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley. Classroom crew, check it out on. Patreon.com